0: Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed.
1: Good morning, everybody. My name is Bart Winkler. Paul Emig is alongside, and we're coming at you. We're coming at you. We're coming at you. Thanks to my friend, Dan Shaney. That's right. This is on YouTube. Everything that's on YouTube is brought to you by Dan Shaney and Shaney Insurance. Visit danshaney.com. We uh, just got connected last week. He is a longtime listener of, when I say the show, I of course mean the podcast and then, you know, my prior life on the radio. So it's good to have Dan on board. It's good to have everybody. What what I love about this is that people that are uh, getting involved and being sponsors and helping out the show, uh, is that we're not really strangers. They've been listening for a long time. They know a lot of you guys. They know a lot of what we do. And so it's really cool to see, and hopefully we can connect some of you with with things that you need. Dan specializes in insurance. He can find the best quotes for your home. auto. he's an independent guy, so he'll really work to make sure that you get what you need. And he brings us our YouTube channel. Again, I'm Bart Winkler. Paul Imig is here. Uh, We may or may not have other people joining us. TBD. But that's fine. I want to tell you before we got started, I'm on a pretty good high right now because uh, the new trailer dropped for the Marvels. And I'm very excited for all things MCU. And so it's going to be Miss Marvel and Captain Marvel and Monica Rambeau teaming up together because their powers get interconnected. And when they try to use their powers, they switch spots. And Nick Fury's in it. And Secret Invasion's coming out. And all you phase four haters and phase five haters,
2: hey, MCU's just getting started. So that's where I'm at. What? So is that is the Marvel's TV show or movie? Miss
1: Marvel is a TV show. No, that one I knew. The Marvel's is coming out to a that theater one, near you. I'm aware. I'm not. That's coming out in November. It'll be in theaters nationwide and we're all looking forward to it yeah yeah
2: okay you're not as excited as me i'm behind on my marvel way behind also i'm a sane person who doesn't watch every single marvel thing oh yeah i just finished jessica
1: jones season one yesterday yeah i mean that's demented stuff demented i know yeah (laughs) well i have a lot of free time fair enough (laughs) Not really, all right. Man. So, we got the, well, not, yeah, I'm kind of busy. that's
2: not true. You're being self-deprecating, which I appreciate, but yeah. All right. So we got um, the
1: Bucks playoffs about to start. And we've recorded this before the play in tournament started on Tuesday for uh, troll full transparency. Also uh, the Brewers, uh, they, I, I mean, we're going to do a live show on Wednesday to recap it all. So everybody hang on to your butts for that Dang. but the bucks are coming up this week the brewers have uh started a series in arizona and that continues so mm-hmm, mm-mm. and right now it's just it's just me and paul by our loan
2: yeah all good um do you want to start brewers or bucks why don't you start brewers with me let's start brewers with you
1: since i'm not providing them proper coverage this week
2: yeah. Okay. Have you been getting some shade for that? You need to do more brewers. No,
1: I think everyone's uh, understanding. And uh, Monday night, you know, I had done the Zach Gelb show, and then I, I thought, okay, could I do a Brewers post? Because a lot of people do stay up for these West Coast games. Yeah, a lot of people do. Now, do you have a post game in you after that? I, I'm not sure. Especially, but yeah, Monday night I couldn't. I couldn't even finish the like. I was out. Okay. I came home. I, I barely even was able to finish Monday Night Raw. I was so tired. Oh
2: wow! Yeah,
1: and as that, you may have not seen, uh, Trish Stratus turned on Becky. I saw the I saw the online clip. Yeah, big, big shocking uh, news that everyone knew was coming since she debuted. But it kind of did. It kind of even from like afar, it has felt like that was the next step, which is fine. That was always coming. Trisha's forty-seven. Wow. And so is Lita.
2: Yeah. And they're getting serious run. All right, let's talk some Brewers. Paul. Let's talk some Brewers. Among the Brewers' current big league position player rookies, Garrett Mitchell, Bryce Terang, Joey Weimer, if you could only bet on one of them to be an all-star in their career. All right, so you get Mitchell, Terang, and Weimer. If you could only bet on one of them to be an all-star in their career, the one you would put all your money on is Garrett Mitchell. Mm-hmm or mm I would say mm-hmm to that. Okay, okay. But why?
1: Now I have to come up with a reason why. <sighs> Is it because I saw him for an extra month last year? I think I have my reason. Is it because I- he's like the best looking of the three and he reminds me of Ryan Braun, just
2: how he looks and talks? I do think that confidence, which he carries... Like, that that helps you, right? Like, in terms of your visibility as a premier player in the league, being a guy who's constantly being interviewed post-game and who does a good job with those media interviews, like, don't overlook that that extra camera time, right? He's, like, if you go on McCalvey's Twitter feed, like, it's pretty much videos of Garrett Mitchell being interviewed after game, which is partially because he had a good game in so many cases. Um, but I do think the confidence that Garrett Mitchell brings – for me, I'm gonna tell you my answer is also mm-hmm, and I don't. I mean, center field helps, right? Like center field is a premier position, whereas second base is you know uh, you know right field less so than center field. So, so the center field part of it helps. It helps that he's been great and he's clutch. Like Garrett Mitchell was. He didn't have a great end of the year in 2022, but he was clutch. Like, his, his moments were clutch, and I think that's what he's been so far this year. So I think those big moments, and I think that his overall demeanor, his confidence, I do think that those are, are factors for voters who would bring him into a an All-Star game.
1: Well, I'm going to be totally, uh, like, I'm judging on their looks. <laughs> like, Weimer seems like the fun dude. Okay and Terang seems like the steady guy.
2: Yeah, McCalvey always calls Terang the dude, as in the Big Lebowski the dude, like he's just very chill and like whatever yeah. man. But Gary Mitchell looks the part. He looks like
1: he looks like Freddie Prince Jr. out there in a movie.
2: <laughs> he yeah,
1: yeah. Uh-huh. I so can he, see it. So that this is an awful. This is an awful way to answer this question because I have no backup and no basis. But I am going to say mm-hmm. With Garrett Mitchell, let me throw you one that I heard on uh, another radio station this week. Okay,
2: let's hear it.
1: And uh, let's just let's just step aside for a second. Let's step aside and 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 think if I should still be doing this. Clearly, I have a. I I don't know if this is I don't know if it, I just can't stop getting mad about what radio stations are doing in Milwaukee. Okay, <laughs> sure. When really I don't know that that's my life anymore. Yeah. I'm not a Milwaukee radio guy. No, you're a national guy who does a I'm a a national radio guy and I'm a Milwaukee Wisconsin podcast guy. Yeah. I'm not I do not do a Milwaukee radio show anymore. Mm -hmm. This is not a radio show. This is a podcast. Mm -hmm. And so I still get bent out of shape about what they do on the radio. But why do I get bent out of shape? It's not because like I like I like what I'm doing. I like doing I like doing the national shows because it's like a payoff for all the other sports I watch.
2: Well, I would tell you, I, I am many years removed now from doing Packers beat coverage. And I still get frustrated when I see bad content coming from Packers yeah. beat. Because I'm like, like I, I shouldn't still care or still feel competitive or still feel whatever. But it's almost like you're sticking up for your old thing. And you're like, well, you, be better. You can do better. So, I mean, I, I think I get what you're saying. I can relate to it.
1: So what I'm bringing up is uh, on the game, of course, it's always the game. (laughs) Sure. Um, And I've started, like, tweeting complimentary things at ESPN. Not because I'm trying to get a job there, but uh, I just want to, like, hype up someone that's not the game. Sure. (laughs) But Zabe's talking about this period of Brewers baseball is more exciting than any other period last year, which you could maybe say, yes, the first night, like, the excitement. But – He's coming from a point where he didn't watch nine games in a row of Brewers baseball last year. He doesn't take calls on his show. He doesn't have people telling him what to be excited about or what's up. I just, I ultimately for me, and I've said this before, and I'll say it again, what happened to me and what happened to us at the fan can happen to anyone radio is an insane fickle business. And these guys that saw us go down think it was because of something they did. They think their talent beat us. Sure. They think they think their talent uh, is better than our talent, and they beat us, and that's why they so they won. But they don't know. They don't understand that you know this happened at the very top. You know we we're just names on a piece of paper that got crossed off, and it can happen to anyone at any time. And the way some of these guys treat their listeners in the audience, it's just insulting to me. that, that I just I want them to come out. If they would just all come out and say. Look, we know that uh, we're on the radio. We don't take it for granted. We, we're we trying our best to give you an entertaining product. Maybe you don't like it. Maybe you do. Maybe it's not like what you think sports radio should be. But we are we are grateful for every day we're on the radio. I'd stop. I would completely stop. I just want them to know that uh, what happened to me can happen to them. And so that was a long-winded way to try to paint myself as a nice guy. Me-self.
2: Not you-self, but me-self. Do you have any thoughts on that, or do you want to dodge it? Well, you well, you said that there was a topic you wanted to throw to me that because you heard it. Obvious. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay.
1: So is this exciting? More exciting than last
2: year? Well, it seems like a very, 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 very obvious. mm-hmm. But last year, the argument
1: from Mike Heller was they started thirty-two and eighteen. See, but you talked a lot, and last then what year. Armin had said was, but everyone was mad at them the entire time.
2: Why were they mad at them to start the year? I'm trying to remember what was what was happening at the time. They were mad post trade deadline. Fans were, but what was what was the anger in April and May? I don't know that I quite remember. I mean, it's hard to get mad at 14 games over 500. But the, what I always go back to is, it's when you think you're going to be good. It's not as fun being right. good when you think you're going to be bad. Well, We talked about this last week. And it's when we were talking about like the we uh, the question I asked you and Grant was, you know, very optimistic about the present and future of the Brewers, knowing that they've had this early success from Mitchell, Terang and Weimer and this young energy coming through. And then you paralleled that to say, yeah, and that's why the 2023 Packers season is going to be more exciting with Jordan Love. And I agree with that because I do like The idea of like the, not under, kind of the underdog, but the fighting from below, from watching young guys. And so the Monday night Brewers game where they got shut out in Arizona, like that's not, no one had fun. No Brewers fan had fun watching a shutout losing. Willie Adamas looking, I don't know, Bart, Bart, you might've missed some of the game. Willie Adamas had a very bizarre, terrible defensive game at shortstop. Like it was like, it was very odd, Um, very like it wasn't like, oh, he didn't oh, he didn't feel ground balls. Well, it was like sort of like a mental checkout game. It was a very strange thing. All of that to say Monday night's Brewers game was not fun. But when you have a season start like this and you have this youthful energy, which is, by the way, I do think that's what Jordan Love and the Packers will have this upcoming season is like a youthful energy feel. So I don't remember what they might have been referencing on that show that you said that would have had people mad at them during the 32 and 18 start last year. I don't know what that would have maybe been, but I know like in the moment right now, I'm having more fun than what I can recall feeling at any point last year.
1: You know, another point, I think that I've been trying to make about baseball that it may come up. It may be an issue. It may not is that because they're playing everybody this year, they're playing everybody. We could be in for a really wonky September. With rainouts and stuff. What, 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 you mean, like in other ballparks? Yeah. So let's say that I'm just going to look at September or I'll go back and look at, um, uh, let's see. Let's go into, they got a road trip in the middle of August where they play at Chicago, at LA, Dodgers, at Texas. What if some of those games get rained out on like the Sunday? What if it gets rained out in Chicago, Sunday, August 13th? or at Texas on Sunday, August 20th. They they don't play these teams a bunch. So it's going to be hard to try to figure out. There might be – some and this is just something I'm looking at now. By the, I the way, I think, about I, think, later.
2: I think Texas is indoors now.
1: Oh. But, I mean, your, your point's still valid. My yeah. point is that, like, no, I'm never wrong. So the <laughs> roof uh, – there's so much rain that it floods. <laughs> but, no, I just – I wonder if there could be – I don't know. I'm just, I'm just wondering at some point there's a team in September. That's like, geez, we got to go here for a game and then here for a game. It's going to be, it could get weird with this uh, competitive balance, just something that I'm keeping my eye on Uh, as well as also the timing of this program in which we are going to take a commercial break. Or what I should say is I'm going to, I'm going to mark a commercial break and then it's up to blue wire. If they add commercials or not. (laughs) So I have no idea.
3: That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash wire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.
1: And now this is on the other side of that marker. Ah, uh, mm-hmm so mm-hmm. i think I think that's how uh things worked out. I'd also like to tell you Paul about OmahaSteaks.com. Tell me about it. yeah, they got packages. you can put your meats together, you and me can put meat together. we can intertangle our meat if you'd like, and we can do packages of meat, just big giant chunks of meat, and you can uh, get that for what the they have deals uh, and what well, teacher is... teacher Tom, in fact, this is actually the script. Oh no, it's not. <laughs> Yeah, they gave me a script that said uh, just talk about tangling meat. No, they've got Burger Perfection. Ooh, I probably should read this because it's different. Shit. Uh, Now is the time to experience Burger Perfection, the Burger Perfection flight for just $79.99. Then go to omahasteaks.com and use the promo code BART to get an extra $20 off your order plus free shipping. You'll get each... You'll get four of each pure ground burger so you can sample the steak on bun greatness. Oh, well, that's pretty good. Shit, I should read that. Okay. So $79.99 burger perfection flight, and then you get the promo code. So you can still use the promo code for the 30, I believe, on the big packages. And uh, this is great. See, one thing that I'll tell you about radio is that we never uh, read things before we go on the air. (laughs) absolutely not so last night on tuesday i did pa for forward madison and when i'm doing when i tell you i'm doing pa for forward madison paul check this out it's not just me being like now checking in number 18 joey jofferson yep joey jofferson from like five to six i have to read commercials basically for an hour what yeah so i i had to read these so it'll Why? show on the graphic. Don't wreck a great time at the match. Forward Madison reminds you to drive sober or get pulled over. Oh, Download so the it. free sober app at zeroinwisconsin.gov. Zero in Wisconsin. Together, we can save lives. Wisconsin DOT.
2: So you're I'm, doing that in advance, and then it plays during the game.
1: I'm doing this as people are entering the stadium.
2: Oh, okay. And then they change the graphic. Uh, graphic. Mm-hmm. Then
1: I go... Gruber Law Offices, Wisconsin's premier personal injury law firm. Their experienced and trusted team is dedicated to providing clients with the best service possible. Serving the people of Wisconsin for more than 34 years. Gruber Law Offices, one call, that's all. I'm going to do that.
2: (laughs) Wow. Okay. I didn't realize you got to, yeah, be the ad
1: guy. Voted best of Madison in furniture, home accessories, and outdoor furniture, Our local family-owned business salutes small businesses across our state. I'm talking about Don's Home Furniture Sponsor. (laughs) Enjoy them by enjoying our best seats of the house.
2: Do you have these in front of you? These are all real, right? Yeah. I should make them do a Bart Winkler one. (laughs) Dude, what would stop you from being like, brought to you by the Bart Winkler podcast. The Bart Winkler show. With such great segments such
1: as mm-hmm mm and <laughs> post-game shows where Bart gets drunk and watches listeners fight. The Bart Winkler show available on the Dan Shaney Street. There you go. I have another brewer's topic for you if you're ready. I got one more that I'm gonna do, uh, but it's also happyplacehemp.com. Yep. Are you looking for relief from your otherwise mundane life? Happy Hemp.com. When your kid is Really being a bitch at bedtime, have a gummy and settle yourself down. Or take a couple of gummies to help yourself sleep. Or if your dog is nearing the end of its life, spray this tincture into his mouth so at least they won't go out limping like Bart's dog Bailey did in 2005. Jeez, buddy. Happyplacehemp.com, promo code BART for 25% off every order. Check them out. College Court in Muskego. My dog probably lived for 11 years and was, like, dying for six of them.
2: Oh, come on. I don't want to hear this.
1: And if you felt her body, it was, like, feeling... uh, I mean, there were... It was, like, feeling the moon. Just craters and bumps everywhere. This lived at your... From, like, growing up at your parents' house? Yeah, we really, uh... I mean, we took her for walks and stuff. Well, this is really uplifting. Anyway... Well, there might be people that have the same situation so I if I could if I could have had some uh, CBD tincture for Bailey back in the day
2: you'd have got her nice and lit
1: One time I got drunk and told Bailey all my secrets like she was my best friend
2: is this, I'm guessing this is a real story. Yeah, I was on my kitchen floor in my parents' house and you in 2005 you were probably not quite 20 no maybe just 21. I think this was like... This must have been 20 minutes after I threw a rock through a Little
1: Caesars window. Oh, jeez. I remember that story. Little
2: Caesars. (laughs) No, all right. Go ahead. You want me to segue into a Brewer's question? (laughs) All right. No, just do one. Just do one. At some point in the next year or so, Sal Freelich and baseball's now number one prospect, Jackson Churio will be called up to the big leagues. I said sometime in the next year or so. Churio, maybe later this season, maybe next season. Either way, in the next year or so, they're both going to be called up. Unfortunately, there are only three outfield spots for Churio, Freelich, Mitchell, and Weimer. That's four guys. Not to mention, get this, six-plus more years left on Christian Yelich's deal. And, of course, the need to at least give Yeli something, maybe the DH spot. Okay, so knowing there are more top outfield prospects than there are starting spots... The Brewers should preemptively trade one of them now when their value is high, knowing that they won't be all be able to start um, in order to add a young equivalent value starting pitcher to the roster. So let me rephrase it again. Um, Knowing that there are more top outfield prospects than there are starting spots. The brewers should preemptively trade them one of them now, you know, when their value is super high to add to their starting pitching, which is going to be depleted in the next couple of years as Burns and Woodruff. So preemptively trade one of your top outfield prospects to help your starting pitching depth now and in the future. Mm-hmm. Or mm-mm.
1: Man, that would get the fan base riled up pretty good. You know, because we're all falling in love with these guys. And then what would happen is you'd have to trade a guy. And you can't trade Yelich. Can't so, trade Yelich.
2: You probably I mean, at this point would probably trade. I mean, to avoid that fan base pain, you probably would trade Freelich because they don't really we don't really know Freelich yet.
1: But people are already upset that Yelich has taken up the spot that Freelich. I mean, that's what people are saying.
2: Well, it, it's a it's bad. I mean, if the if the Brewers could trade him, and I mean like I, I think this is a real thing. If the Brewers could trade Christian Yelich's full salary to the Mets in exchange for nothing they would like you would you would do that you would like Packers or Jets yes for real like you would say like yeah it was uh this was the topic you and I were talking about right before we started recording there was a tweet I saw yesterday that said you know a fair and this was from a Packers blogger and I'm trying to remember which one it was but it was basically the Packers should trade Aaron Rodgers to the Jets in exchange for one of Jets GM Joe Douglas's farts Essentially, like, like, just to get the money away, to get the problem away, to get the situation resolved, you should just be happy to take literally nothing back just to clear your your books and your starting spot. So, I, I would like, so maybe that answers the question is you just. You Can try, I tell you something you from a comedy standpoint? Away. Let me
1: tell you something from a comedy standpoint.
2: Yeah, I sorry. don't like seeing the word fart in print.
1: Okay. I don't like, like, talking about farts and talking about poop. This was, yeah, this was, this wasn't my tweet, but yeah, that was. No, I know. Said, I saw, I, I, I don't like talking about farts. This is like, this but is like, when someone farts, I never not laugh. It's a I thing. always laugh.
2: It's a funny thing. I just think there's better comedy than fart. There probably is. Is this kind of like NFL broadcasters who won't say, but so they say behind or backside or anything to avoid saying fart? Well, he fell on his gluteus. Okay, guy. Um, so, preemptively trade one of these top outfield prospects for a top... And again, you're not trading him for junk. You're trading no, him for... I'm saying, for, You're trading... Uh, just to be clear, the premise would be that you'd be trading, let's say, Freelick for a Freelick equivalent level prospect who's a pitcher. Like, that's kind of the premise. You're not, like, trading him for nothing. You're getting a starting pitching version of, let's say, Freelick. No, it's like
1: we're all we're all in love with these guys, but we don't know that they're actually going to be good, better for than two weeks. Right. So I say you get everybody up here. I mean, they've already made their decision like Tyler Naquins and the, uh, the minors. Yeah. And at some point they would move on from winker. You well, know? Sure.
2: and he's pretty much a DH anyway, but yeah.
1: Now I would ask you, what do you think now that he's the number one rated prospect? What do you think they could get for Churio right now?
2: Literally anything. Like, anything. Anything. There's nothing you couldn't get for Jackson Churio. And by the way, I don't think there's any... Well, I should be very careful when I say it. Like, I don't know what you would give up the number one prospect in all of baseball for. Like, what would you possibly say? Oh, yeah, that was a fair deal. The you number know, one prospect in baseball? Because, yeah, like, what... Like, you wouldn't do something like you wouldn't trade him. Let's say, let's say the Mets had Jackson Churio. You, yeah, the Mets, would like, would you want to trade Churio for Corbin Burns? So you have like this, you know, all of the years of control of Churio, this number one prospect, or an elite, at least that so far this year, but an elite starting pitcher with only two years left. Like, I don't know that you would trade anything for. I mean, no, there's no way you trade Churio. No, I mean, I have to include his name because, yeah.
1: you know. He's part But of the there's process. no way you trade him because we're never going to get a
2: hitter like this ever again. Now, the most important thing with Churio, and I mean this, like, well, the most important thing is that he's as good as advertised. The next most important thing is that they need to, maybe even before he's called up, they need to Ronald Acuna Jr. him. They need me to, they need to um Julio Rodriguez him. What I'm saying is they need to sign him to a 10-year deal for $100 Yeah, like Elby's and
1: Acuna, I think, both signed those. Cheap ass deals.
2: They did, like Freddie Peralta. Freddie Peralta locked in his future. Do it, like right now, today. Give give him twelve years and one hundred and twenty million dollars. Just do it. Um, you know, yeah. So that's that is where I would go with it. Um, you don't trade Churio. I'm going to also say mm-mm, no. Do not trade any of these guys. Don't trade Freelick, Don't trade Weimer or or or, or, or Weimer. Even if you can get like a really good young starting pitcher who's equivalent of that value all five of those guys are not going to be long-term starters i mean the probability and that's it seems like they are and that's what like right now in early mid-april that's what makes this so fascinating is like terang has been great weimer has been great mitchell has been great freelich is a better prospect than all three of those guys and shurio is a better prospect than even freelich is you know so yeah Paul, your uh, love
1: interest
4: has just joined the stream.
2: Oh, how did he find out about this?
4: I'm sorry if you didn't want me, Bart. I, Paul, Paul sent me a link and I said, I just got this. Do you still want me? And he said, yeah, jump in. So I'm coming into this blind. I,
1: no, I'm, I'm I happy know. to have you. I just don't want to like, I mean, we could commit to having you every week. I just don't want to do that to you.
2: Bart feels no. bad. I don't, I, don't, I don't feel bad for your time. Bart does. I have a lot of time. I have Grant a lot of Bells time. Ladies, you guys Emma. talking brewer. Grant bills, Grant, Pills.
4: Grant, Pills, Grant Pills. Fashionably you, late to the podcast tape. Do you and just those? want
1: to do it every week?
2: If that's what you guys want, yeah, sure. Well, I'm not. You guys, it
4: you.
2: It, it, not Grant, it. It, he's he's being like. Let me just say, the answer for me is mm-hmm every week. <laughs> mm-hmm. I forgot I should have answered like that. If you guys want
4: mm-hmm hmm every week, yeah, I'm I'm down. I got a lot of free time in the morning, Bart. This is my. This is my scheme time. This is my drink coffee and come up with ideas time. This is hey, this is actually
2: great. Grant, let's right. see, let, me, let, me, let me catch Grant up with the two topics so far. We'll do a lightning round to catch you up.
4: A professional reset, please. Thank you.
2: Professional reset. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We've been doing Brewers, okay? Mm-hmm. Among, among the Brewers' current big league position player rookies, that's Mitchell, Terang, and Weimer, if you could only bet on one of them to be an all-star in their career, the one that Ooh, you would put your uh... money on to be an all-star among the three is Garrett Mitchell Mm mm-hmm or mm -mm. Mm mm-hmm because he reminds me a lot of Ryan Braun and I think
4: this season we've got so caught up with Weimer and Terang, and they're great but Garrett Mitchell was up here last year and he's been really good and he's got that confidence he's got that zest he's got that it factor my answer was uh
2: I know you weren't listening but like you just hit one of Bart's points and one of my points of why we also said Mitchell no way i could have been listening no Literally.
4: no no this is a private chat. these tapings are locked down behind walls of security i couldn't have got in here if i wanted
1: my answer was uh because of looks that also uh, well we <laughs> like looks like, like the steady guy, guy. weimer looks like the crazy fun guy and garrett mm-hmm. mitchell looks like he's freddie prince jr in the catch
4: yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. He looks like Braun. Good look, good-looking guy. Yeah. It helps. Don't tell me it helps. It helps for Willie Adams. It helped with uh, with Ryan Braun, of course. I think, yeah, Garrett Mitchell. Mm-hmm. Easy. I didn't uh,
1: quite answer the
2: second question yet, really, Paul. Well, no, the, the the second one. So I got the second one here for you. Then at at some point in the next year or so, Grant, Sal Frelick, and baseball's now number one prospect, Jackson Churia, will be called up to the big leagues next year or so. Maybe it's twenty twenty four for. Churio, maybe not. Unfortunately, there's only three outfield spots for Churio, Freelich, Mitchell, and Weimer, not to mention the six-plus years left on Christian Yelich's deal. Knowing there are more top outfield prospects than there are starting spots, the Brewers should preemptively trade one of those outfielders now while their values are high in order to add a young, equivalent value starting pitcher. So you're trading either Weimer or Mitchell or Freelich or Weimer or Churio, which I don't think was Churio, but one of the four for an equivalent value starting pitcher because you don't have enough spots for all four dudes. Mm-hmm. Or mm-mm.
4: This is a really interesting question. I don't I don't know if I have an answer. I guess the question is are, are they Yelich makes this so interesting, right? Because you can't, you could, I suppose, trade Yelich. Everyone is trading if you trade any
1: of these
2: anything. prospects, people will just default to being mad at Yelich. Oh, and the and, I mean they true and the decision to. And by the way, Grant, yeah, had six six plus years left on Yelich's deal. Bart and I were talking about if if you could literally give him to the Mets and the Met or Dodgers or whatever, like just give him for, you, you, Dodgers, Mets. You assume the full salary. You get him for nothing. The Brewers would do that, right? I I think so.
4: You don't want to give away guys just to give away guys. It's not. But the Brewers have all this talent, and it's at Yelich's position. Right. Right? So forget about loosening the money up. Of course you love the money. I don't think the brewers are going to go and spend that money hand over fist anyways, but you, you would ideally really like another outfield spot to stick one of these young guys.
2: I mean, Freelick would probably give you Freelick today, I think would give you what Yelich is giving you today.
4: Well, yeah, slap a couple singles and be a good base runner and take some walks. And then every once in a while, like Jason Kendall style, you'd luck into poking a home run over the fence. Like that's what Yelich has basically become, right? Yeah, that's, and for yeah, one, a young
2: guy can do that. And Freelich would do it for one one-hundredth of the cost. And that's not like an exaggeration. The so, dollar- so I
4: guess when you really boil it down and, and take all the frills off the question, it's mm-hmm or mm-mm it's more likely that Freelick will be a starting outfielder for the Brewers or that they will trade him for talent elsewhere on the team. That's, like that's,
2: that's where we boil it down to. yeah. And I'm not sure. That's fascinating. I mean, Freelick is a top 50 prospect in baseball. So if you could say, hey, there's a top 50 prospect from the fill-in-the-blank team, and it's Freelick for said starting pitcher top 50 prospect straight up. Top 50 prospect for top 50 prospect. But you're trading an outfielder where you're pretty much log jammed for a starting yeah. picture where you're going to need help in the coming years. Would you do that? I mean, that's, that's the question. It, I don't, we went with, we said like, I think we landed with we're going to just bring all the outfielders up and let it happen. How it's going to happen. But yeah. It's non-definitive. I don't know what the answer is.
1: The other thing I that uh, I, I also brought up, um, I also did my radio spiel already about how Milwaukee radio sucks. I have to get that in. Oh, I missed that. Yeah. Because uh, my friend Steve Zabin was talking about how this year is more exciting than last year. And uh, he said that he said that because he didn't watch nine total games last year. And this year he's forced to because of how good they are. But I the bird and Heller
4: go yeah, back and they forth got, a little bit. So entertaining.
1: They got off to a 38 and two, 32 and 18 start last year. Why weren't we that excited? Were we excited?
4: I talked about this on yesterday's show. This is the power of new, right? It's the power of having just a couple of new faces who do a couple of new things, some new energy, some new vibes. Because this Brewers team is is by and large the same. I know they got Contreras, right? So so that's a an addition. That's a major league big boy addition. But other than that, they're still led by starting pitching. Their bullpen is still one elite guy and then everyone else. The offense is still like just needing to be good enough. It's the same blueprint, right? As we've seen the last couple of years. But now they have these new faces and it gives us something to be excited about. And and we talked last week, I think this reinvigorates Craig council. I think it reinvigorates the fan base most importantly. So I think this is the, the, you talk about the excitement level and Zabin brought that up. That was a funny clip to watch him and Heller go back and forth. I think it's just these new faces, these new things that we can focus on because when you sustain success, like the Brewers have been things get stale, right? You get used to the same guys. It's like, yeah, we're contending, but we're not getting closer to the world series. Saw that with the Packers too. Like things get stale these new faces are are keeping things fresh. And I think the fans are excited and and the clubhouse too. I'd like to ask, uh,
1: I just pointed to me because I want to say something. I'd like to ask Grant a question. Um, I understand what happened on your radio show on Monday. What's that? Someone called in and asked you about, Oh yeah.
4: Out of the blue, out of the blue, out Out of of the the blue. Someone asked
1: Grant about uh, transgender swimming, right? Or something.
4: Yeah. I, I can send you the clip. Uh, I'll, I'll send you guys the clip. But yeah, so what, was the question? The what was the question? I was talking about the bucks. It could not have been on a more different topic. And this guy called in, he's like, well, first things first, I, the bucks are my pick. And this guy calls all the time. The bucks are my pick, but granted, look, I, I love your show. I, you know, I listen and I, I value your opinion on things. And I, he was 100% genuine. He's like, I, I got to get your take on, on men in women's sports. I don't remember exactly how he worded it. It wasn't like, it wasn't anything too aggressive, and I'm like, "Oh, it was kind of funny." Like, we just kind of have to sit back and laugh. Like Bart, you probably would have done the same thing. But like Al asking, on the North, Side.
1: I don't necessarily want like your thoughts on
4: this volatile issue at this yeah. point. I just want to know how, as a host, you handled it. I didn't give my thoughts. I said I let him rant because it was funny, and he didn't say anything like I think that was going to get people riled up. Al on the North Side style, just let him go. And then when I had the opportunity to politely turn him down and say, thank you, I did. And I I just kind of awkwardly sat there and then played a drop of Matt Bush because it was funny. And I just kind of like, I, I'm not going to get into it. I'm not paid enough for it. And then I'm like, well, let's just take our break now. And and we'll come back and reset. And that's what I did. It was it was funny because it was uncomfortable. Like, I don't. Because
1: I feel like I would have handled it. I feel, I'm trying to think if I was on the radio, spur of the moment, not being like. Cause you know, you don't want to, it's whatever you say is going to be bad. Mm Who to to, not like half your audience, but whatever you say, you're going to offend somebody. Of course. Yeah. And so I think what I would have, what I keep coming back to uh, with this issue and I don't know if I should say this on the radio. I don't even know if I should say it here. Is that it's high school swimming.
4: Who cares? I was a swimmer. My siblings were too. I, I swam. I swam a lot. Yeah, nobody cares about. Swimming. I don't
1: care if there's a giraffe swimming next to me. No one you know, ever cared. One 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 event, I go. I go to the guy next to me. Uh, it was the. It was just the freestyle. Yeah. And I go to the guy next to me. I go, watch this. <laughs> and I I got in the pool and I did you know the butterfly. Yeah. And then there's the backstroke. Yeah. So I did the butterfly backstroke the whole 50 yards. And then I got and then the ref goes or whatever they're called. They go, "What are you doing?" I go, "That's my freestyle. It's freestyle." And he goes, "You've been disqualified.
4: You've been disqualified."
1: No so one I would have no one... I would have made the joke ripping on high school swimming which would have actually probably been the worst cuz then a high school swimming parent would have called in and yeah. given me more like and then all of a, all of a sudden
4: like our biggest sponsor would have been a high school swimmer's dad or some shit. I would have just... I ran cross-country. I couldn't get my best friends to come to my home meet senior year. And they lived a mile away. Like, no one comes. No one cares. And that's fine. I, I think if you're a swimmer or a cross-country runner, some of these sports, you do it because you love the sport, not because you, you know, love the, the attention. But I, I asked Jim, the college name is Jim. I was like, what what prompted this? Like, what did you what did you see? Like, what and I guess I talked to my folks later on because they were listening and I talked to them last night and they're like, Oh, it's a big thing right now. So I think in the cable news sphere, this is a, this is a thing, but he he was mad about some golfer. Haley Davidson, I think is her name. Don't even know. Uh, I I didn't either. And then of course I laughed about that because it reminded me of Harley Davidson. And I, you know, so delicate topic. You know how like
1: a couple of years ago with COVID there were cutouts of like fans. Yeah. 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 My parents actually invented that because I ran track and was a swimmer and they didn't want to come to my meets.
4: So they put their cutouts in the top row. So you're waving. Yeah. So I look look up and see my parents'
1: cutouts all the time.
4: That's funny. I'll send you the clip of, it was a very interesting exchange and it was on day one of Neil Diamond week. And I did a concert review in the show and I talked masters. It was just an absolute cluster of a show, but it was fun.
1: Hey, that's the aspect of live radio. All right, Paul, give us another question.
2: all right that was our that was our brewers segment we're gonna do nba and some bucks i want to start with by the way really quickly i was pissed about the play clock last night or the pitch clock
4: west coast games are not supposed to be done before 10 i expected to be watching in bed until midnight and that was taken from me so for the first time all season i don't like the pitch clock i'm out on the pitch clock after
2: last night monday monday night's game monday night's game yeah grant Grant, Grant, we're not doing brewers
1: coverage this week until uh until wednesday post
2: it was uh, Monday night's game was interesting behind the plate. Let's just say that. Yeah, okay. I, I missed that part. Transitioning to the Bucks, wow! Giannis, I say that word. Giannis told Chris Haynes of Bleacher Report, in part, "Quote: I will never Maria's say... cousin. P.S. Who? His girlfriend. Who? What? I miss what you said. That's her cousin.
1: Giannis's
4: girlfriend, Mariah? Yeah, I said Maria, sorry. Is Cousins with Chris Haynes? Yeah. Really? Oh. I think so.
2: Well. <laughs> All right. Thank you. Giannis told his partner's perhaps maybe cousin, Chris Haynes, of Bleacher Report, quote, I will never try to create a narrative about the work I put in, and maybe that might hurt me because I believe the last five years I've been the MVP. I will never beg for an MVP award that I believe I deserve. End quote. As a Bucs fan, you would like to see Giannis and the team campaign more for him, like other superstars and their teams do for their top candidates. Mm-hmm. Or mm you'd like to see Giannis and the Bucks?
1: Well, uh, Paul Farrells, but I, I'm just going to uh, probably piggyback uh, off of that. I'm going to say mm hmm as... Uh, Paul, your face is just like staring me down. It's uh, very creepy. Looks um, like he's grinding his teeth. Yeah, it looks like he's Urgh. like. It looks like he's like got fifteen years of pent up frustration to say. Uh, campaign uh, more
4: on behalf of. Holy fuck! What was that? <laughs> <laughs> Am I back? We got you. We we got the gist of your question. We, yeah, we you stopped
1: your question, with- and then we were talking, and then you you answered. You ended. Okay. I'm gonna say no. Mm-mm, not, so depending on how you depending on how you edit this, yeah. So you're not editing it. and, it's fine. Not though. at all. I was gonna say
2: we would like to see the Bucks and Giannis campaign more on his behalf, like other teams and their top candidates do.
1: No, no. Teams can, like this is like the All Star voting argument. When you're a shitty team for so long, and then you're good. I mean, the All Star game is so important. We got to get our guys into the All Star game. We got to get our guys recognized. And then when, you know, they go to the all-star game for a few years, they hand out those ballots at the stadium and you're like, what the, f-? this is trash. You throw it away. You don't care as much. So it's not, it, you just want to be like, you want people to know you exist and that you're recognized. I think, I think they're doing it. You know what? And people keep shitting on this argument. I know that John Hollinger got crucified for it for saying, I'm going to vote for Embiid because in the last five years, two went to Giannis and two into Jokic. And so I'm going to give it to Embiid this year. And Hollinger is just doing what they've always done. So I don't have a problem with that. Um, now, now that you've gotten all three guys, the award next year, if Giannis is the true MVP, let's give it to him. I just, I just don't think under any circumstance should Jokic have gotten it. So I will take a win that Giannis is not going to get it. Cause they did the straw poll and everybody's like, my vote is, and Jalen Rose is like Giannis. And then the next day he says, yeah, Indeed. Yeah. which Embiid is an like he is an M like he that's fine. And being MVP is fine. I understand that Giannis can get it every year. I don't think he hit the 65 game threshold that they would uh, implement as of next year, actually. But no, I, I don't think the Bucks need to campaign a little bit more. We're at a point now where it's about championships and they should be trying to win championships. And I know that it doesn't take away from it, but right. campaigning for individual awards seems to be a thing that you do when you're, uh, quote, on the come, unquote, and not necessarily when you are competing for championships. Grant, you'd like to see Giannis in the Bucs. Again, the correct or... phrase is on the come up, but there is one host that always
2: says on the come. I feel like I've heard that before. <laughs> uh, Grant, you would like to see the Bucks or Giannis. We're still
1: in... Freelix. He's on the come.
2: Who says that? You really don't Let know? Me. You, you really don't, don't you know? B.A.? B M. Oh,
4: oh! Well, I thought it was a playback. Okay, sure. Yeah.
1: He always instead of on the come up, he says, "And
4: the Bucks are on the come."
2: Uh-huh. Well,
4: every broadcaster has their signature way of speaking. We all probably say things, but no, I didn't. I didn't put that together. That's my bad, Paul. I'm sorry.
2: Well, mm-hmm Orton mm-hmm, Grant, you'd like to see Giannis and the Bucks campaign more on his behalf? Mm-mm. I think the Bucks do everything
4: perfectly. PR wise and, and award discourse wise. I think it's pathetic the way that Daryl Morey, although it's kind of his thing, but I think it's pathetic that Daryl Morey continues to whine about MVPs and how his guys are persecuted. Although it was hilarious when he said about the coastal elite Boston media was doing something or that was great. He was like my favorite person in sports for a day after he made that comment. Cause that was absolutely hilarious. I think the bucks are just fine. And I think Giannis is fine. I don't think campaigning helps. I would like to add a, a point into this uh, MVP discussion, the awards discussion. I was thinking about this last night when I left work. Right, a lot of times elections have themes, right, and trends. If you guys follow politics, I, I think Bard and Paul. I, I don't know, if you guys follow a little bit. And I'm thinking back through the years of the the memorable elections that we've had. I remember when I was in seventh grade in 2010, and it was this big push for Republicans. That was when Walker got in, and Feingold got knocked out by Ron Johnson. I remember. Everyone, was, teachers were protesting. It was a very political time, 2010. It was also when the Arab Spring happened. You guys remember that? That was a big political wave in, in Northern Africa, the Middle East. Big red wave, obviously, that we had this last November in the most recent election.
1: I'm just muting Grant for a second, uh, just to say that I have no idea where this is fucking going, but it better go somewhere uh, good. Uh,
4: unmuting Grant. Grant. This NBA award season, it has a theme. We've just decided it's not it's not a red wave. It's not it's not a blue wave. It's it's just we're giving awards to the people who've never won them before. Because the I, guy who's
1: talking calls about transgender athletes is coming on my podcast talking about the Arab Spring.
4: I'm giving I'm giving background and history to how these things work. Elections have themes, right? We have cycles. This is we've decided we're just gonna give all the awards to people who've never won them before. We're gonna give him be the MVP because he's never won it. I see everyone's voting for Evan Mobley for Defensive Player of the Year, which is insane. To me. I like Evan Mobley. Yeah. Oh, you're not in on this. Okay. We
2: were, we were texting about this last night. What do you mean? Yeah. Do you to...
4: Oh, I was uh, on
2: national radio. I was not reading your text. That is right. Oh, that is right. That I was right. also on that. No way. Only you were. Okay, never mind. Okay. So it's, it's like an election, right? There's a
4: theme. There, there's, everyone's kind of thinking along the same lines. We're just giving the awards to Embiid because he's never got it. That's a tiebreaker. And I guess everyone's voting for Evan Mobley for Defensive Player of the Year because he's never got it. He's something new. That's the theme of this award season. That's not that ridiculous of an analogy, a comparison. Come on, You don't remember the Arab Spring? Wild time to be in social studies class. It was wild time.
1: Oh, I was four years out of college at that point, Grant. So
4: good. You were a politically active member of your community. I'm sure. I'm sure you were staying up to date. People do forget. I have a minor in
1: political science.
4: I didn't know that.
1: I didn't know. I didn't know that. Yeah, people forget. Uh, people forget. I have a major in golf simulator skills. I'd like <gasps> to tell you about my friends at Carl's place. That's one thing that I have done a bad service of talking about Carl's place is talking about that when you have a golf simulator. It's not just like hitting a ball into a wall. You can play different courses. When Toby and I went, there was a course that they have in their simulator that is a course, and I don't remember the name of it, but it was an old course, like an old county course in Milwaukee that they then destroyed or something. And like there's homes or roads on it now or something. But people love the course from back in the day, and you can play the course. They reenacted, They recreated it. Into the simulator so you can play the course, which was really cool. So, like if you watch the masters, you can play Augusta. You know? Uh, do you like that take of mine about it? Oh, by the way, Carl's place. Carl of ET.com backslash Bart. They sponsor the voicemail line 402915 B A R T 915 Get your voicemails in. That number's also on my Twitter. When I watch the Masters, it's like watching the guys walk on the moon because I know I'll never be there ever. I will Ooh. never be at Augusta there's not there's not any circumstance in my life that I will be at Augusta not one why how
4: it's who you know it's about who you know right yeah.
1: there's no there's no way I'll be and this thing about like oh they have dollar 50 cheeseburgers like they're so cool okay well they also like didn't allow
4: anyone but white males in until like last fucking Friday I'm <laughs> um, right. so that's my that's take. The moon is an interesting take. I like that. Notice how I let you finish your take before jumping in to to give my own commentary and criticism.
1: You did. Well, some say the moon landing was faked.
4: Some say.
2: Uh, Paul? Uh, There was some breaking news just before Grant joined us. Did you see who the Mets signed? The Mets signed Oom, DeMarcus Cousins. The Nets? Four-time NBA All-Star DeMarcus Cousins is signing with the guanabo nets of the puerto rican professional basketball league I was a i was disingenuous with my setup there um but demarcus cousins who said he's this week i think he said he's the third best center in the world right now is a member of the puerto rican professional basketball league all right that was an aside all right so i think we i am I'm, I'm in alignment with mm-hmm, or wait uh with saying Mm-mm, i don't need to see the bucks or the or Jana's campaign more I like that it kind of doesn't matter. Like, it does matter. Like, in the, if you read the Chris Haynes interview, he was – Giannis was pissed. He was annoyed. I think he was annoyed. It seemed like he was more annoyed. Um, but I'm glad, for the most part, they're just sort of like, yeah, you know, let's just win a championship. But you need to then win another championship. If you're going to make all these other huge accomplishments, personal accomplishments, not matter to you, then you have to get the big team accomplishment more than once um, for that mm-hmm. to matter. But we, we are in agreement. No, Grant, was that controversial? I I know what you're saying.
4: I, I I don't think that. Well, I'll push back and I'll say I don't think if the Bucks come up short of the championship, they will get more criticism than the Sixers or the, the Nuggets would because well, you didn't care about the MVP and you couldn't even. Win the, I I don't I don't know. No, I, 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 I
2: know. no, that's I'm not being that. That's I, I know like, I know the I know, intention know. of my tone, but I would I would just say like the the what's the word I want to go for the um the better than this idea, like, I'm, um, you know, like the, the, you know what, that's really not important. Superiority. Yeah. Right. Like the idea, like uh, those, like I, I'm, we're bigger than this. We're, we're like, you know what? The Sixers are not winning the title. Let Embiid have MVP. The Nuggets are not winning the title. Let Jokic have MVP. I have greater team aspirations. That's really noble. I think a word I'm looking for is like, there's well, no. I don't know if you guys have gotten a chance to
1: listen to my Tuesday show yet. But I had a great question from Matt in the Falls on that Carl's Place voicemail line, and he he, he held me to the the fire. He said, "You got to explain why you belittle Rogers' MVPs and you celebrate and campaign for Giannis' as MVPs. You have to explain that." And I said a couple of different reasons. Uh, with Rogers, it's not as new. We saw it with Favre. It doesn't like matter as much to me. I think Milwaukee on the chest means more to me than Green Bay does. I, I think I've realized. Um, and I think that, you know, because we haven't seen someone do this in Milwaukee in 50 years. So it's a lot of that kind of stuff. But what it came down to for me was um, Rogers talks about MVPs when he's talking about himself. He's never said anything close to what Giannis said. Rogers doesn't say I'm an MVP. And if I play at this level, Giannis says that Rogers just says I want four MVPs when he's trying to get the Packers to give him $60 million a year.
2: Right, I don't like that Rodgers seems to care about his MVPs. He cares I, about them equal to Super Bowl wins it seems like. At the it's very least equal bad. to if yeah. not more so. Like it's it's really the MVPs are really important to Rodgers and I don't like that. Me neither. I want it to not matter to yeah. you. Like it of course it matters to your legacy but I don't want you to acknowledge that it matters to your – Like just Although
1: it, to be hypocritical I will say winning the social media award uh, meant more to me than when Chuck and I won a show award. Actually, I don't think that's true. That's not true. No,
2: I don't. I don't. I, I remember at the time. I, I, don't, I don't. I was pretty pumped was. about that. That's not true. Yeah.
4: You guys were. You should have been pumped. And and you shared that award with the, the people, with the listeners oh, yeah. and callers, if I remember correctly. <laughs>
2: did everyone did. sign it and stuff? I, I took it to
1: a uh, Pfizer forum, had people sign it. Um, Eric Name signed it. Matt Velasquez signed it.
2: Do you have it though? Do you Best have the trophy? coverage? Yeah, I have the trophy. You have it. Do you want me to go get it? Chuck doesn't want it. You guys don't like switch off like shared partnerships. I just kind of took this one. <laughs> Chuck gets it one weekend a month. I tried to
1: get and Hannibal Burris to sign it. I don't think he did. I remember your Hannibal Burris thing. That was bizarre. <laughs> Cause I went to Pfizer forum talking to fans and Hannibal Burris was just in line. But you said he was like out of his mind. Towards- well, I said, let's do a quick video. And he goes, I ain't about to be on video right now. <laughs>
4: Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us.
0: What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. <laughs> All
2: right. Here's, my, here's one of my favorite topics. I, but I know we've not talked about this one before. All right. You get to either go to every Bucks playoff game in the nosebleed seats or half the playoff games in decent seats. Or one Bucks playoff game sitting on the court. All the Bucks games nosebleed, half the games in decent seats. One Bucks playoff game courtside. You would choose one Bucks playoff game courtside. Mm hmm. Or mm hmm. I would say mm hmm to that. I think the courtside
1: experience is one that I've not had. I've I've been lucky to sit relatively close, but to have my feet on the floor, uh, I've not yet had that experience and i draw back to the 2021 finals where that entire playoff run i did not go to one game i went to the deer district but i didn't go to one game in the building i never feel like i missed out and i'm sure being in the building would have been great but being in the Deer district was great and so i don't feel like i missed out on that it would be fun to go to every game sure uh, decent seats good but I'm gonna. I'd rather have the courtside experience. So, good question. Uh, very interesting. Very topical. Uh, it's something they even bring up. Even even if there's shows out there that say bucks are good, nothing to talk about. Fucking try a little harder. I mean, you guys are on he the radio it. for a living. Paul Emig hasn't been in media in like ten years, and he's coming up with better questions
2: every week than some of you knuckle dicks. <laughs> Grant. Grant, every Bucks playoff uh, game on the nosebleeds, half the game's in decent seats, one game courtside. You would choose the one game courtside. Mm-hmm, or mm
4: I would choose the one game courtside. Yes. Mm-hmm, yeah. And, and if, I, if I were to expound on this, I would say, careful, Bart, uh, don't mute me, please. I'm not a socialist. I do have some socialist views. This is one socialist view I hold. I believe that at some point in your lifetime, you should be able to sit courtside at one game, just experience it once. And I believe that you should be able to sit within the, the first couple of rows to see your favorite artist or band, just once in your life. I feel like in in this country that we live in, we have the means. We should be able to make that happen for people once in their lifetime. Courtside, very close. I've never sat courtside before. And I feel like at some point in my life, that is something that I will spring, the, make the money work for. I will, I will plug a friend. Like, I, I need to experience that. I don't need to be at games. I grew up four hours from Milwaukee and three hours from Green Bay. Like, it is not a massive part of my fandom to go down to the, the building on Tuesday night. Like Q, Q called my show. Q joins this show a lot. Q goes to a ton of games. That's a big part of his fandom. I think that's integral to him watching the Bucks. It's not to me. I love watching games on TV. I love it. So I, I would say the one game courtside because I'm a socialist a little bit, and because I don't need to be at games. Like I think some fans do because they're used to that. That's part of their fandom.
2: Yeah, this for me, this is an obvious, mm-hmm, I would much rather go to one concert in great seats than all the concerts in bad seats. All the games, I'd rather go to one game in great seats than all the games. Like, yes. And a part of that, by the way, especially in sports, is because the home viewing experience is so good. No, it's great. It's not it the best. It's you know? just. That's why I left. It's, I, I
1: mean, it's part of why I left opening day.
4: I didn't know what the hell was going on. It's yeah. just the balls to watch sports on TV. It is so great. And then you can scroll Twitter at the same time. I, I go to such few games because I live so far away. Get this. When I'm at a Brewers game, I will refresh Twitter to try to get it first because I watch on stream at home. So if I refresh Twitter, I'll be like, oh, I will see the way an app bad ends before I see it on my TV. My dumbass, will go to a Brewer game and refresh before realizing, oh, that's (laughs) live. It's right there. You cannot get it faster than your eyeballs are getting it. So I I just don't go to a ton of games, partly
2: because of where I live, but, you know, mostly because of where I live. What what do you think the ad, like Bart? If you were to pull, you know, do you, I mean like I'd be curious if people want to do voicemails on this or they want to talk about during one of your post game shows. I'd love to hear from someone who says an answer other than one game courtside. Like I'm curious what that perspective would be, and I mean that genuinely. Like, well, I'd rather be there more often and just if you're telling me I can have decent seats for half the games, or hey, if you told me I could just be in the arena for every playoff game, I don't care where I sit. I don't like, I'd love to hear that if someone feels that, because I, I would love to hear the, the thought process on that. And maybe it's because said person has had the courtside experience and they loved it, but they've been able to check that box. Maybe that's. And now they
4: feel as though others should get to experience that because that's, <laughs> you know, many of us feel that way. It should be yeah. a privilege, not hogged by the few, but rather shared by the many. So yeah. You know, um- I like
1: being at Miller park or whatever. Um, but to watch, if I'm going to watch the game, I'd rather watch it on TV. But I still like watching – the like, I like being at Miller Park and taking in a game. But it's just – I wish the game, like – I would go to Miller Park more if I didn't care about the game. Like, remember the season the Cubs might have almost played here? They were going to redo Wrigley, and then they were going to play here. Yeah. For a season. Yeah. Along with the Brewers. I would have gone to a bunch of those games just to, like, be there and not Mm -hmm. care about the outcome. With the Brewers, I'm almost too invested in, like, what's happening in the game that I want to walk around. I want to get a drink. I want to just lounge in the stands. I want to, you know, I, I want to, you know, I don't like to st- I don't like to be stationary. It I is like to I want to wanna swish and
2: swirl. Yeah, I, I feel.
4: It,
2: is, it is fun to go to games for two teams you don't care about. Like that is like I love going to random games.
4: Paul, I had a call on my show on Monday night, Vagabond John, who is on Twitter at The Red Shed, who called a lot, and he's going to L.A. this week for work, and he's like, hey, my mom is out there. She loves basketball. I'm thinking of getting tickets to the Lakers-Wolves play-in game. Awesome. Do you Do you think that would be a good – and I said, Vagabond John, as far as seeing a game in another city with two teams you don't care about, I feel like that's the best. A totally. play-in game, but with LeBron James. I was like, I don't think you can do better than that. So I, I'm with you on the – sometimes it's better to not care about the teams because then you can enjoy the yeah. arena and get some food and, you know, actually go to the bathroom instead of holding it the whole time. Like I always yeah, do.
2: And I think, and I, I mean, I watch it differently yeah. then. Like I watch it more enjoyably and less nitpicky or like, Oh, like, oh like, I wish they had done this. Cause I don't care what you just did. I just, I'm just here yeah. to like enjoy and not uh, analyze First thing uh, I always do when I go to a game live, I get home, I watch the highlights because I'm
4: like, okay, now I actually want to see what it looked like in sure. the perspective that I'm used to. I need to make the experience that I just saw fit. Oh, in yeah. By the way, I want to say, sports
2: th- I love that thought. This is something I've thought about a lot. Going, I remember going to a Bucks game as a kid and realizing that when I got home, the highlights of that game are going to be on SportsCenter. Like that was like so neat and such an odd like 10-year-old, eight-year-old, whatever it was, thought process of like, you mean the thing that I just was at is on, like, is going to be like, there's going to be highlights of mm-hmm. that. I mean, that was such a fascinating idea, as simple as the idea is in nature as a, I would always,
4: we'd go to a brewery game. I DVR the whole thing and I'd comb through it. See if I made it on TV. Go, well, oh, man, there's, there's Mitch Stutter. He's coming on. And I remember when this happened, he didn't pan to my section. Oh, maybe, you know, I'd always <laughs> look for myself.
2: Yeah, for a while, Bart's background picture was him behind Steve Kerr because he got a screenshot of himself at the Bucks Warriors game. <laughs> you can see it paused. Um, I loved
4: that. That's a funny picture.
2: All right, um, next NBA topic. As an NBA fan, you would like to see a draft before the playoffs where the top seeds publicly choose which lower-seeded team they want to play. This is an idea. This is being floated. I, in my opinion, this is going to happen in the next 10 years. What? There's a there's, Nick Wright has been talking about this. There's mom, I would say there's momentum towards the idea that this very pub, like the, the NBA does great with drama, right? The NBA and NFL they're great. the Bucks would pick who they want to play. Yeah, so then the one seed gets so pick. fucking stupid. The Why would seed, you ever do that? So dumb. Okay, so you're answering the question pretty emphatically. Mm-mm. Uh, you would like to see a draft before the playoffs with the top seeds. So one gets to pick their five through eight seed first. Two then gets to pick from what's remaining. No, Three it then. Doesn't, First of all, it doesn't benefit the higher seeds. Why? How do you figure? Because look at the motivation you're giving to the other team. I get that. that. That early on, like that would, you, of course, you're if you're a coach of a lower seeded team, you would say we're the five seed and the one seed picked us. We'll show you. Even if I'm the one seeded Bucks and I got to play the
1: eight seeded Bulls, if you just put us together, we're gonna play. But if I'm like, oh, okay, we'll just take the eight seed because it would have been the eight seed anyway. And the Bulls are going to be like, oh, they, they, they just think they can. No, we already do enough. We already. And this was what I was. I was really on this on Monday night on Gelb show. And I think Ryan Hickey, who's doing Gelb show uh, on Tuesday, is going to piggyback off this. I, I'm tired of the way that we acquiesce to losers in this country when it comes to sports. Because in, in in America, you could lose a job. You could lose a nice job. and And all of a sudden, you lose your home with it. And guess what? You're fucked. And nobody wants to help you. Nobody thinks that you get you're deserving of help. But in sports, if you on purpose lose every game for a season, make the product worse, then you're like, oh, I'm sorry. Actually, I'm not. Here's the number one pick. I don't know why we do that in sports. This is America. I'm told my whole life, you know, you beta, you know, you cuck, you know, you, 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 this, this, this. And then when it comes to sports, we're like. Oh well they did the worst. They should have the best pick. It's got to be fair. Life's not fair. People people are people are rushing to tell you that life's not fair when you fall on bad times. Yet in sports when your your team is encouraged, the NBA wants to do an investigation on the Mavs for tanking. Why? Cuz they got embarrassed because the Mavs did what was better for their franchise under the system that you set up. It's ridiculous. So oh, that, uh, I don't I think the draft I think at the end of the season, all the teams should just, the draft should be, all right, they're all in a bucket. Number one pick, uh, the Timberwolves. Number two pick, looks like the Celtics. Good for you guys. Number three pick, well, I guess it's the Thunder. Not losing, not losing in the course of the season, messing up the competitive balance of other teams by sitting guys. You are purposely having a worse product to reward the worst teams in your league. And now you want to introduce this other bullshit thing? We don't need – everything doesn't need to be everything. We don't need an in-season tournament. You know, the playing tournament's fine, but we don't need to, like, make this a thing. We don't need to have the All-Star Game be a draft. Not everything
2: needs to be a fucking draft. Jesus. Well, I would say this. I never thought the NBA would allow star Game captains to be too embarrassing for, like, Jokic to be the last pick and be like, uh, uh, I'm just going to go over here be the because MVP wanna... he got his ass yeah, up. But... He got his
4: ass up knowing he'd be the last pick. That's hashtag not my MVP. But that's, that's, that's not the fault of the draft. That's the fault of Twitter and, and people these days. Like Nikola Jokic is what? Mm-hmm. He's the eighth person selected in an all-star draft, and everyone wants to drag him for it. That's not the that's NBA's pathetic. fault. That's pathetic.
2: You can't we, be the we,
4: MVP and be the second last person draft. No, 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 no. I, I agree with you, but I but I think some of the, the resistance to televising the draft and making it public was the league didn't want to embarrass guys who got picked later, right? That's insane, right? These are the best basketball players in the world. We gotta we gotta chill with that a little bit. So I'm I'm agreeing with you, Bart. I, I know what you mean. I don't know. We're so, that, we're so protective of everyone's feelings these days, speaking of these this generation. Not even a feelings thing
1: then. Mm-hmm. It's just it's just stupid. There's no, why, why there's no need for it. There's the, there, there, it doesn't need to be. It's wait, just a wait, thing wait, what, that we're doing. What does it need to be? You don't need to like, you, you, you play the season. You see who you play. Now you're going to pick who you, why? Yeah, you know, but Bart, does that Bart, like,
2: serve for I'm the gonna, 30 minute show that we get to all watch and speculate. First off, like, don't, okay. Put on like your, you run the NBA, put on the Adam silver president or whatever he is of the NBA uh, commissioner of the league. Um, you the, can, I would be glued to the television to watch that 30 to 60 minute special of like, okay, I think the, I think the bucks should choose, they should choose the bulls. Like that's an obvious pick. No, like, ah, yeah, you know, I, at some I, point I, it's too, at some point it's too much,
1: but you at would, some point we, at some point we just need to be like, not everything needs to be, you know,
2: max captivating. We can have a little bit of normalcy. Do you like, life. do you like the all-star game captains NBA draft? No. Why? You would rather than just be, be randomly West. assigned based on conference? Yeah, East West. No, I'm this.
1: with
4: Bart
2: on this. Oh. Yeah, I'm not I saying think, I hate it, but I got not
1: nothing to play for. To At least you're that. like, hey, East West is it, Oh, I got to bust my ass to play for Team Giannis. Who gives a fuck?
2: I like the strategy involved of like. There's no strategy. If you're picking, no, no, I'm saying if I'm saying the NBA playoff thing where you pick. Who oh, gonna I was gonna say, don't question. don't tell me Giannis has ever no, had no, no, strategy no. in one of these drafts. No, no, I'm saying so. Fast forward this to the question here, where it's like you're the Bucks or you're the Nuggets, because the the Western Conference is far more fascinating. Like who who would you actually pick? I mean, like if, actually, more importantly, if you're the Grizzlies, because I think the Nuggets would pick whoever the leftover is of like the Timberwolves, uh, Thunder, Thunder, or Pelicans. Or Pelicans. But then if you're the Grizzlies, your choices are the Warriors, the probably the Lakers. We've not yet seen the plan game from Tuesday night as we're recording this, so we don't know if the Lakers are the seven or not. But let's they just say are. the Lakers. I promise you they are. I, I would assume that to be true. And then, like, the Clippers, you know, I think you'd probably choose the Clippers who are the five seed. So now the Grizzlies chose the five seed. That's what I would do. Now the three-seeded Kings are stuck between you choosing the Warriors and the Lakers. Well, okay. And now the Suns get who's ever left. You might be left with Suns-Lakers as a 4-7 first round. Like, I love it. Well, what's the point? You're already getting Suns-Clippers. That, that's, not, that,
4: that's that's my point. We're getting these – you want to – about matchups and about pairing these different – we're going to get that anyways. Like, in the East, we're you're probably going to get Miami-Boston. And Celtics fans, like, I listen to Simmons. They're like, I don't want to see that effing Heat team, like that Heat team. We're going to get these good matchups anyways. Knicks-Cavs is going to be a fist fight. I don't need manipulation. These great matchups are going to happen anyways. And Paul, like that will further devalue the regular season. If a team is trying to figure out, like, should we get from the six to the five or the five to the four? Well, it doesn't even matter. We don't know who we play regardless because some well, team would, at the top
2: is going to make that decision for us. Well, you know what? I think that's a great point, Grant. One, I have not heard made that the five through eight would have no incentive. Other than yeah, well, who actually, picks? Who picks? Well, maybe that's not true. The, though, coach, what
1: the owner does the owner say, well, I don't know, but I want to sell tickets, so I'm going to put my nuggets against LeBron.
2: See, this is fascinating. I love Ooh. that thought, Bart. I love that
4: thought. You're love that di- thought. These last 10 minutes, this has been it's good, Bart.
2: Good I place. love that thought. And because Bart's fired up, he's very focused, Grant. You know, it's like you've talked, we've talked about this. When Bart's like very, zero. we, we got to capture his attention. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. That's true. Um, we've captured his attention here. I love that thought because now you are entering in these other equations where it's like, you know, Giannis is like, I really wish you would have asked me who we should have played. Because I just don't agree that this is the best. You're just creating more problems. No, you're creating more discussion about your product. Discussion God, about no, product. But the, the.
1: No I, one loves discussion like you. You want everything to be discussed.
4: Discussion, love, which discussion, is why, which discussion. is why
2: he's great at this. I do I a thing like, and go. No, yeah. Strate, st- strategize, contemplate. God, I it would suck like,
1: doing a. You know what? It sucked doing a road trip with you. You'd be like, well, what if we took this way? Then we could see these sites and this ball of yarn. But if we took this way, we would have max speed. But what is it about? Is it about the hotels? Is it about the memories? Oh. What, do we, what do we absolutely want to create here? Should we actually take a different way back than we do on the way there? Which the answer is yes. It's good for your brain. But what? I mean, Jesus.
2: Yeah. I. And by the way, that you just perfectly encapsulated the way I would plan out said trip. Um, just was- plug in the fastest way and drive. No, nah, there's so much more to it than that. Oh my fuck! Can I can I just
4: add? I don't like I don't like adding rules to try to fix a problem that's not a, a, a long term problem. Like remember a couple of years ago when the West was so much better than the East, and we're like we should just get rid of conferences and it should be the 16 best teams. That was a temporary situation in, in which people were suggesting a permanent change or solution. This is why the NFL. Did you the Chargers
1: proposed? Back. The Chargers proposed because they got boned. They had to go to mm-hmm. L, uh, Jacksonville. They proposed that in situations where the the wildcard team has four or more wins
0: mm-hmm. than the
1: uh, division winner, they should
2: get the home game. Like,
1: But that's like okay, – We're not going to go – that's never going to happen again. That's, also, you're, that's not, you're not going to
2: change history. Also, though that's self-serving because it happens in that moment to be good for you.
1: Like the, LeBron- MLB, the MLB All-Star Game tied. We're gonna decide the World Series so we have a
2: true winner of a fucking exhibition game. But like this is like self-serving in the sense, like when when LeBron didn't like the play plan, it's because the plan didn't suit LeBron's needs. And then the then LeBron needed the plan and he liked the play in. So your chargers thing is specific to the chargers. But Grant, I was gonna say when you're talking about like or Bart, like changes that you don't need to make and you're just making them to make changes. MLB made a bunch of changes this off season. and the product is better. Like there's initial resistance. And Bart, I noticed this with you. Like you typically have initial resistance to like the sports that you love being altered at all, which I can appreciate. And then like very soon thereafter, after seeing it, you're like, I like it. So yeah, I, every I, baseball rule in the last 10 years has
1: been
4: that way. That's me. that's how you should handle change. You should oppose it vehemently until the split second it happens and then you get on board. That's <laughs> how you should address change.
2: I can't tell if you're being sarcastic.
1: That's do you know how many I, calls that's, I, that's that's how how once once they put in permanent netting from the dugout to third base? You know how many calls I got of people bitching that it was actually there? 0. But the whole summer before it was like,
4: yeah. you're can't. obstructing my view. Like, yeah.
1: You'll be, oh, i just your I,
4: view. I, I i don't i just don't think this is necessary paul okay. and i love you because you go the the places that aren't you go the road less traveled and you explore these things <laughs> i just I, I don't we don't need this we what, what is this serving it's been a weird year in the west okay and, and you talked with was it matt moore matt miller on your podcast the other day bart uh the oh, matt moore. i
1: accidentally called him matt miller
4: i was confused okay So he was talking about how the West, this is a weird year, right? The Lakers have been two different teams and like, there's a lot of extenuating circumstances. That's this year. That's just this year. And I don't need to create rules to try to fix a problem that's very, very temporary. The NFL does it and it normally goes poorly, right? We have a big pass interference call in the NFC championship game. So we make a rule about it. And then it's a problem that we don't need for the next two years or whatever until they eventually get rid of it. I I feel similar about this.
2: Yeah. I, I would, I would say like there are overreactions to things and I don't think doing this NBA playoff team draft is solving for a problem. I just think it's adding more fun more speculation more discussion like yeah i just think you you generate more if if you want just if you want impressions right like go like likes and like if you want impressions you want number of eyeballs and number of tweets and social media posts and and discussions in bars like you want your product whatever your product is you want your product talked about as often as possible for as long as possible but then there becomes fatigue I think there's too much, I, I, I just, there's I just, too much discussion. There's too
4: much. There's too many podcasts saying the same thing every week. There's, there's too many live streams. There's too many watch parties. There's too much shit around the NBA. Know, there's not that much
2: to talk about. We don't need to make more, but there's supply and there's demand. So if at a certain point, like people are sick of Bart's show because there's another other podcast show or there's whatever in your competition markets grant, like, well, then, you'll make the decision. Bart will say, well, it's not worth doing this for 50% of the audience I used to have because there's oversaturation. Well then so be it. Then like, then the, like, that's, I think that's okay. As long as just you two are listening I'll keep doing it. All right, good. Um, Good. All right. Well, we, we, uh, we, we disagree pretty strongly on this one. I would take anything that would add discussion as we take, as we take a, a road trip back in a very different direction on our trip. And we have, perfectly nuanced which restaurants are along this route and which uh route anyway
4: if the three of us had to take a road trip somewhere where would we go what would be the what would be the place that makes sense if the three of us had to drive somewhere where you where have you guys not been that you would like to go and you think it would be a good good match for this a, dynamic? I would,
2: I would, but what about like a brewer's weekend right like a brewer's weekend in cincinnati like some random place pittsburgh um, hey, so I've never
4: been to PNC. I hear a lot of nice things. I have wanted to go to PNC. Paul, oh, don't
2: you like spontane-
1: spontaneity? I fucking hate spontaneity.
4: <laughs> I mean,
2: like, like one tra- of the
1: only things we went to California once. Um, my brother lives out there. So the whole family went out there and we had like no plan, no idea. And one of the only things I remember is this like kind of dive Italian uh, restaurant that we ate at. And it was
2: like, I thought it was the best part of the trip. And you know what would have confirmed that is if you would have researched it ahead of time and just, dis- and found all like, okay, well, this seems to be a really popular dive restaurant we should go there and we should book a reservation for this exact time. Oh, you're a
4: reservation
2: guy. That sucks. I
4: but you know what? You know, I
2: mean, just, I know we're, 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 making fun of me and it's very perfectly acceptable because I'm a total weirdo with all this stuff. But if you would see my notepad of all my mm-hmm questions throughout the week that I debate and I think about just so we can have a stupid segment together that's fun, but this is how my, like, this is how you don't, I don't wing it. I'm not, I, I couldn't wing the mm-hmm segment. It has to no. be, I can't wing trivia. Like, you have to be, like, extremely plotted out and you know, yes, I'm a total weirdo, but it's what makes some of this. I wing weird. my
1: national radio shows.
2: I know, and you you your wing Your new sh- segment
4: on Monday night was tremendous by the way that that was that was good content part well done on that it was nice to listen after my show was done
1: I like being on after you I thought that was cool
4: yeah it was a nice transition although transition has been a hot button word this week so I'm trying
2: to the, stay away from that all right we'll we'll, we'll move to this final I was able here.
1: to be on because the Brewers
2: didn't play till night right mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
4: I will tell you mm-hmm. I will tell
2: you the NBA playoff matchups that we know right now or that might be the, we know for sure the Suns and Clippers we know for sure the Kings and Warriors. We know for sure the Cavs and Knicks. We know for sure the 76ers and Nets. Let's just say the Bucks play the Bulls. Okay. Let's just, let, no, let's say, let's say the Bucks play the. Mm, let's say this, well, 2 7 would be Celtics Heat. So I'm sorry, I did that wrong. Yeah, Celtics sure. and Heat. Let's say Celtics and Heat is a matchup. Let's say Hawks and Bucks is a matchup. That would be 1 8. Let's say Grizzlies and Lakers is a matchup. That would be 2 7. Let's say Nuggets and Timberwolves is the 1 8. Okay, so uh, Nuggets – some of these are hypothetical because we still have to do the play-ins. Nuggets, Wolves, Suns, Clippers, Kings, Warriors, Grizzlies, Lakers, Bucks, Hawks, Cavs, Knicks, 76ers, Nets, Celtics, Hawks – or Celtics, Heat. The best first-round NBA matchup that you're looking forward to is Suns, Clippers. Mm Mm-hmm or mm -mm. mm-mm. Let's -mm. let's exclude the Bucks. Let's exclude the Bucks. Okay. Suns are going to win that in five. So not particularly intrigued there. The best series is going to be Cavs Knicks. It's going to be Cavs Knicks. See, I like series will be Cavs Knicks. What about Kings Warriors? I mean, I know you're a Warriors guy, so well, maybe the Warriors are going to win that in 5. Really? Yep. You would put no. buy, you would you'd put real money on the on that going 5? I went two, but it, the odds are too shitty. Like it's not worth it. Wow. What about Nakers Grizzlies are going but, to beat the Grizzlies? But that's that's does that make it not compelling? The, 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 the seven-seeded Lakers? The numbers, and
1: uh, that's what I told my guy Matt Moore. And he kind of Miller. pushed back just because that's what he does. Um, the Western Conference is going to look like the Final Four, where it's going to be lower. The seeds do not mean anything. The Lakers team, this team was not the team all year. The Suns right. team is brand new. The Warriors didn't try a lot of the season. The number How? in front of them... Yeah. Just watch me. Watch me. I know they're playing your Kings. He's a Warriors homer, Grant. Watch out. No, I'm not a Warriors homer. I'm a Warriors expert. (laughs) I know the team. I think the most exciting series will be Cavs-Knicks. That'll probably go six or seven.
4: Well, Paul, if you like discussion, I think you're going to agree with my answer for the most interesting series. I think the most interesting series would be Nuggets-Timberwolves. Because the Timberwolves are a powder keg of intrigue. There's a million different things on that team. We're going to have Karl-Anthony Towns in foul trouble. Probably a tantrum at some point. D'Angelo – oh, D'Angelo Russell's not there anymore. Mike Conley's more boring. But Rudy Gobert v. Kyle Anderson. That is something that we could get more of that as well. And we're going to be reminded about the punch – both punches. We're going to see those flashbacks. Uh, And Rudy Gobert versus Jokic. That's a matchup that we've seen before. I I just think the Timberwolves are endlessly entertaining – not in a good way for Wolves fans, but in a great way for – Anthony fans. Edwards. I think that is series an, it, is going to be great. In,
2: in a good way, you get Anthony Edwards. Everything else is nonsense drama, yeah.
4: Yeah. I do miss D'Angelo Russell on that team. I love D'Angelo Russell. He's one of my favorite players in the league. Wouldn't want him on my team, but he's one of my favorite players in the league. He's, I just missed on him. On I thought he better. would be good on the Warriors. I missed. I mean, he was fine. They traded him for Wiggins in a first-round – I mean, yeah. they got a coming right? for him yeah they got the the kaminga pick so i and i gotta push back i'll map more you a little bit i I, the warriors weren't trying all year really so they didn't try in a single road game the entire year they had a historically bad road record because they weren't trying i just i don't know they're old i don't know i'm an old man jerry yeah they're not that old they got kaminga he's young they got pool he's young they they have youth they're not all young but they have a Two teams, right? Light years well, ahead. I'm not going to say. I'm going to say unfocused. Okay, and now they're supposed to be focused. Draymond Green seems focused. He's going on his podcast calling out Rudy Gobert. That's, Dude, that's did, you, did you did you
2: did you see the the NBA voter who voted Draymond Green as Defensive Player of the Year? Michael, Michael Pena? Pena.
4: That guy doesn't, doesn't use any capital letters when he tweets, and it triggers me. Do you know how I many get, times I the get Warriors... not using capitals, but. People's names, team names, use capital letters.
1: You know how many times on. the Warriors have lost a series in the Western Conference under Steve Kerr? Tell me. Zero. Wait, wait, what? No, they go to the they go to the championship every time.
4: <sighs> First Steve time Kerr. for everything, I guess. I don't know. I'm I'm out on the Warriors.
2: By the way, I would say, not knowing what the results are as we record this, I'm hoping the ten seated Thunder represent that eight seed. I hope that they can beat the Pelicans and then beat them. Oh, I play. like the Pelicans. Why yeah. you want to watch the Pelicans without Zion? Why would you want to do that to yourself? Uh, Brandon
1: Ingram's playing like a top five player in the league last month, son. Top 15 is
2: probably more fair. Um, there, I don't know. Uh, I'm out on that. I I think the Pelicans would be my least of the four, like playing on the West teams. But OKC is fun. Like Shea is insane. Yeah. Yeah. That many. And, and they have two. They have two Jalen Williamses. one who's really good and one who's fine. You got some the giddy experience. I um, love Josh Giddy.
4: Holy shit, I, I, I think my answer is if,
2: if the Lakers can win the 7-8 plan, Lakers Grizzlies is my favorite. I think my favorite series upcoming if it, if it is, in fact, Lakers Grizzlies. And if you could have told me a year ago. I would be rooting for the Lakers to beat the Grizzlies. There's just no world in which I could have told you that would have been possible, but I would be rooting for the Lakers. Well, to I got
1: them. ten bucks on them to win a buck seventy-five at
4: the uh Sports Book. Yeah, to get out of the West, Cavs. Knicks, you and you and Tim should do a, a a parlay that we can all do. Like get a parlay that you're doing, and we can bet along with the show. I mean, I won't, but I think people would like that bet with Tim and Bart. I, I would. Yeah.
1: Oh, on Wednesday's show, Tim is a big announcement. Do you know what it is?
4: Yeah. This is Wednesday's show, isn't it? Well, it'll be live taping show. Oh, so this will be in addition to the live taping?
1: I don't no. know. Who
2: cares?
4: Sorry, Tim. Edit that out in post. I'm going to wrap Thank this you. up.
2: I think we got Bart fired up for a solid 12 to 15 minutes. Throughout. And then I got Tucker. I got tired.
4: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's okay. You got PJ Tuckered out. I understand.
2: I did Tuckered uh, out. Grant, nice surprise to see you. Yeah.
4: Yeah. Anytime, Toby. Uh,
2: th- Toby, thanks for joining.
4: <laughs> yep. Uh, I'm going to go back to listening to Neil Diamond and and getting ready for my program. Maybe researching talking points on transgender athletes and women swimming.
2: Paul, just in, just in case a call comes in. Mm-hmm. It's been it's been fun. I will spend the next seven six days thinking about analyzing. Next week's Mm -hmm, uh, topics.
1: Do you ever just open the cabinet and make breakfast? Or is it like a whole fucking pros and
2: cons? I've usually decided the night before what breakfast will be. And you lay out your clothes, probably. I don't do that. But that's mostly because I don't care about that. Yeah. Do you work? You're working. you work from home? Yeah. I had to go into work this
4: morning at 7.15. I was so pissed. I, I was beyond pissed. I live two minutes away. I, I, I was being a little bit of a diva this morning. I, I didn't throw a temper tantrum. I did in my head, but I, I do not like leaving the house that early. So I'm envious of you, Paul.
1: Love you all, uh, especially you two.